2: Welcome to another episode of the One Was Had A Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch, and as ever, I will be joined by Danny Baker. Uh, and our special guest this week is George Brown, uh, and we'll be bringing him in later in the show. But yeah, first off, let me introduce Danny. How are we? You good this week? I'm absolutely terrific. Thank you, Lee. How are you? Good. Good as gold, mate. World yeah. Cup fever, proper here. Oh,
3: mate, I've been, Ill for, I've been ill for the last couple of days. I've, I've absolutely got high temperature. It is a World Cup fever. I'm absolutely certain of it. Very excited about the Senegal game. I mean, it couldn't get any better than that, can it? And watching the Japan-Spain game and the Costa Rica game as we speak. It's incredibly exciting at this time of the year. I wasn't going to ask my question, obviously, as you know. Working hard at work, at work as usual. What is the best sporting event that is not football? I, you know, you got the football World Cup. What is the best? Of the others, you, are you a Super Bowler? Do you think that's the best of the best, or not really? Darts. Um, Darts. Are you saying that because it's good? Are you saying that because of the whole do 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 you turn up looking? I like do a like butter. a bit. I do
2: like arrows, but then when you watch Phil Taylor, no no no, you
3: can't say arrows. It's arrows. Yeah, we got to get that
2: arrows. Gonna get rid of the O and W uh, arrows. And I've been to the World Championships about. I think it's about six times. I used to arrange it. I used to sort it out for me and the boys. I Any mean, particular fancy
3: dress kind of? Anyone? Could we did, as a vicar not did,
2: Didn't do fancy dress. Oh, we're, not, that's we're not. I'm not 15 years old. Uh, well, don't you do don't do we did Christmas jumpers once where you had to, well, and I mean, if someone if, someone if someone wore the same Christmas jump as you, you had to do a shot. Okay. What, what in the
3: whole in the whole audience or just in your no, group? In your
2: group. But it started with five of us and then it ended up being about fifty of us. And I used to arrange it. We used to meet uh you hold on, fifty people, pretty much. Yeah, they used to go to the dock, Did
3: you right? go on the tables in the front or did no, you no, go in the stands the...
2: in the stands having to go at the people in the tables? <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: you I got used got to swear. Posh, and it? then one of the all the lads, their their thing was to not get me on TV. I really wanted to get on TV. She did, and, yeah. and they would literally do anything to stop me from getting on TV except for one year where, where they do the walk-on. Because you know the walk-on at the darts, they don't yeah. actually walk out of a thing. They came in, they come in Yeah, early. they come in and they stand there. And then they they walk stand down. there and then they walk down, which was I thought was always a bit, that blew it out, mm-hmm. out of the mind. But darts, yeah, I know you're going to say some stupid cricket thing. Right, like, oh, do you see the cricket to. Uh,
3: no, 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 no. 500 in one day? I don't, I don't think you can start a sentence with that stupid cricket thing and all of a sudden start trying to smooth it up and say, oh, did you watch the cricket? It don't, that doth not, not butter any parsnips, young man. Should we, just, should we say that? But the problem with cricket I have, right, is I am... No, old, we, know, we know you don't like no, cricket because no, it's, no, I do it's like too it.
2: cerebral. No, I do too like Too clever. It. Lack of cheese sandwiches because you've a, eaten them
1: all. I'm an, an old
2: school, I'm an old school cricket. I like five-day test cricket. Good. What do you think so? I'm one of the ones that used to have the book and mark the runs down. No, you
3: didn't. You didn't ever be that did. bloke. Yeah, I did. No, you... I, mean, yeah. I mean, is there anything better than the Olympics? That's what I'm going to say. The Olympics yeah. is pretty monstrous, isn't it? No, shit. Oh, what? I'm not
2: a big fan of. How track can and
3: field. how can you how can you say it's not exciting when it's the only time ever you can get excited between well, a volleyball wait. a volleyball match between Venezuela and Costa Rica. I mean, it's absolutely sensational viewing. I mean,
2: not for me. I tried to get tickets for it. I end up going to the Paralympics. I saw a bit of gold That ball. was good. Goal that good. You know goal the ones my with my the blind mate, ones. Yeah,
3: my mate played in that. Yeah. yeah. Is
2: he blind? Yes, he's blind. Yet, hence why he's playing
3: gold ball. Yeah. Well, no, because yeah, you, you, can, be partially, you, you can
2: be partially sighted. But they uh, did you, have a team that be. was, they did have a team that cheated, didn't they? They could see what they were doing. But Olympics is uh, horrendous. Uh, Formula One, horrendous. Yes, agreed. Formula
3: One is a little bit boring. I'm not going to lie on that one. I'll give I you that
2: one. Max Verzappen just won, I think, but I didn't even know. I didn't even notice. Of course you, yeah, but you're not. You're, you're too busy. Uh, Olympics, track and, track and field is horrendous, to be working. So you reckon,
3: so you're not bored about the Super Bowl? You don't think the oh, what is World with Series people, is good? What, or, what is or, with all these
2: British and English people now getting involved in? NFL like shut up stop it you're just jumping on bandwagons does my head in oh yeah I'm this I support the Seattle Seahawks you have no idea who Seattle Seahawks hey, are hey, I know exactly who are they. the legion of boom that's what they are I'm a Las Vegas fan if I was gonna be because I was near the stadium in May but
3: so literally it's football and darts and then that's it you don't I mean I quite like the snooker you you big on the no, world championship snooker
2: boring yeah
3: too many numbers in it it's quite no, that's just boring
2: to up. and also they make it look really easy and then when you go to play it you realize how shit you are at uh, sport. well I'm, and it's not really I'm, a sport I'm, is it even though people say darts ain't a sport it is uh, oh well let's not get
3: into is it a sport is it a game but, so we both agreed that it's the olympics
2: yeah, olympics okay, is shit on. not having it anyway let's bring george in, he's a younger <sighs> person he'll be able to tell us he'll probably
4: go like he's a younger um, person car racing or something Do you know no I mean? well, um, actually going, i'm actually going for an old thing the rider cup I oh, yes. yes. No,
3: okay. Do you know what, but, George? You've gone
1: up already, every, my
4: estimations. Once every two years. It's three days. And I just... It's something about... Because it's yes. all of Europe, isn't it? It's all of us against the... And the, the Americans, they have one chance. They go, you, hey, you, on just... on. What right? is it about the golf when they just... As soon as someone hits
3: it, they just say something random? Like, yeah, Jackie Montana! Like, oh, no. It's like... The they world. do... You Dan. watch it when they hit it. They yeah. The worst one holes is, it's
2: ones. a par five and they hit it and go, get in the hole! It's like, mate, <laughs> yeah, you ain't hitting annoying. it 600 yards, is he? George, for someone who's like 14 years old, that's a great shout from you, to be fair. Hey, yeah. just, do you know wait. what? He started with an absolute flyer. Oh, yeah. Ryder Cup's brilliant. That's a banging oh, George, shirt. Because no no I hate man. golf. I don't, don't mind oh, a bit God. of the... What do you like? I don't I hate golf. I don't mind a bit of the crazy stuff. Do you know what I mean? The windmill hole, things like that. Oh. But golf is boring. It's right, it's a long walk, but the Ryder cup is decent. I'll give you that. George, yeah, what else have you got right. in the locker, George?
4: Oh, I I I I liked Formula One when I was younger, but now it's now it's gone down the track. Because when I was younger, it, there was like six uh every, six cars competing every week. Now it's just Verstappen wins or Hamilton wins every week. So I'm not a fan yeah. of it. But no, golf's I say golf. I'd say obviously the World Cup as well. I think takes
3: the like I so said, the football thing is just so good. I have been watching that FIFA uncovered and have you've seen that yet the
4: documentary about all the the scandal and
3: FIFA is pretty lively. I've only seen two episodes, but the Ryder Cup is a great shout. Is it better Mm. than the Olympics, though? Yeah well the Olympics is rubbish. It's not rubbish.
0: It's one good thing
2: about the Olympics.
3: National anthems of random countries. That's just awful. Athletes being at the very, very peak of their abilities. No, because it's the same that people that win every year. We well, can't be because they don't win every, every year. Four they years. win every four years. Every four years, same one, people.
2: Normally, nine times out of ten, someone else comes through. And and so much drugs in it, I don't get how people are running oh. on that much on that much drugs. How can they run oh, straight? Dear. Who took the jam out of your door? Oh, you can tell it's Christmas coming up with you, isn't it? I'm not a big fan of Christmas yes, either. George. No, George's got his hand up. Yes,
3: George.
4: Uh, go I on. I tell you what I like. Um I watch uh, the the wind sports when they do racing, uh, the skiing but racing, but not not when it's slalom when they race each other because they just cut each other off. Yes, that's good. Someone went flying off the side of them. Again, possible. another great answer.
2: Winter Olympics is better yeah. than summer
4: Olympics. You see oh, I gee. think um last year or something the last winter Olympics a 17-year-old American rocked up like hungover and she won. Something yeah. like that. Like she, she won or something and everyone went mental. Like she forgot her bib or something like that. Something Dan, crazy. Dan, Dan just said are
3: athletes it. at the peak of their thing. And she... They also had a person, the famous American skier called Peekaboo Street, which I still think is the best, probably the best athlete's name ever, Peekaboo. I mean, you can't do that, can you? Danny. Hold on. I, yeah, go on. I hate
2: Christmas as well.
3: I know you hate Christmas. We spoke about that. That'll be next week's conversation. <laughs>
2: Right, anyway, let's move. Should we move because people? I don't know, you're bringing the mood down. I think people probably switched off. People have switched off with your Olympic. They have
3: your negativity.
2: Uh, Chesterfield, (laughs) let's bring it up. Let's be positive, George. Uh, Go give me something positive about Chesterfield, for God's sake.
3: Okay, and that was um, that. Watching
4: watching a decent side was all right. They were, uh, I I think, it actually showed how good the National League is because. They they were have they would they would have been they were comfortably top ten, I think, in league two. And I think I and I know people say they weren't that good, but that's the whole point of the They spent a they few ball in
3: Chesterfield.
2: I was just gonna say it ain't about how good League Two uh the conference is, about how much money you're spending in the conference. There's three teams of the top second and third are spending more money than most of the teams in league two. Wrexham, Notts County, and Chesterfield. And that means got... that they're gonna
3: be stronger than surely.
2: Yeah, but that's what I mean. So, yeah, but there's nothing to do with the league. Do you know what I mean? Under them three teams, it's pretty pony. It's just the three teams that are spending the most money in that level. But I didn't watch it. I've, I'm literally World Cup fevered up at the moment, so I'm not really bothered about Wimbledon. It's really hold weird. Hold on,
3: hold on, hold on. A couple of weeks ago, you were the one who said... Well, you know, it's club over country, like Jamie Carragher. And now look at you, all of a sudden you're Clive Tilsley
2: over I've literally got into it big time.
3: Of course you have. Well, I didn't watch it. I was at a first birthday party, but my dad stupidly went to the football and he didn't have a pair of gloves. So he he wore a pair of socks on his hands. (laughs)
1: That is unbelievable. He's
3: getting old. Apparently, this is the rumor. I, have, I should have asked him today. But Venus, who I stand with, was like, "Tell your dad about the socks." I was like, "What?" Venus. And he said, "Yeah, Venus." Apparently, he wore. Do you big
2: woman of him? What are you talking about? You said Venus. Who you stand with? Venus
3: yeah.
0: Williams.
3: Yeah, we call him. His name's Mark Williams. We call him Venus.
2: Next. Oh, I thought it was tennis player Venus. was... No,
3: don't be so silly. No, oh, I know man. Mark.
2: Mark and who's his brother? Owen. Owen, I mean, that's it. Mark's yeah. a good lad. Hello, Mark. Hello, Mark. Owen. Absolutely clueless about football. Owen's the one who is the knowledge. Go on, sorry.
3: Oh, wow. That's, this is death. The head's all anyway, right. socks grid. on hands, socks on so in hands. In general, he was wearing socks on hands, which is bizarre. But from the, the very basic information that he gave me, he said that they were decent. We didn't look remotely up for it. Um, I was at our first birthday party, so I didn't see any of it at all. I just saw the goals. Looked pretty. I mean, again, but again, though, no, we didn't. It looked like we made some chances. I mean, I saw Harry Pels miss, which is, is is, good. And, uh, which is and Chislet had one sort of cleared off the line. But I don't know whether it's a good thing that we're out or a bad thing. Because it's it's let's thing. face, it. I know it is a bad thing. But everyone goes, well, it could be a good thing. We can focus on the league. I don't really. I'm not feeling. I'm not in that
4: boat.
2: The thing is, the draw wasn't overly great if you we would West have West Brom pulled, at home, were
4: not it? No, Coventry away, were not it? No, West Brom at home. Oh, it really depends got. sorry, it depends on if you think we would have had Wrexham's ball or if we were Chesterfield. So I think Wrexham's ball was the ball we would have had was Chesterfield, but uh sorry, it is um Coventry, but obviously Chesterfield drew West Brom. So it depends how you look at
2: it. Yeah, so the, the ball we would have had was number 46 would have been our ball. Oh, I thought we, so had we, had we about would have had about Chesterfield's be, ball. Yeah, right, yeah been, it depends how you look at it. No, we, we would have been number 46, I think someone said. And we would oh, OK. Well, either all that's away, not... Away, we, which, Coventry away. Yeah, no, we've, I'm not bothered about that. No, I'm not bothered, but it's still money that we probably lost out on and the fact that we just... Do we, they they or, put two yeah. on a sow and totally stopped us
4: playing. Go on in, George. I think it shows how poor we are actually breaking teams down. <coughs> as soon as we need to properly break teams down, as soon as teams don't sort of open up, not open up for us but come at us. yeah, uh, Trying to break teams down who stay in their shell like Chesterfield did because they knew that they'd get chances and they took them to be fair. I think Isaac for the goal was really weak. Uh, I know some people think it was a foul but I'm not, I'm not I'm not. buying that. From where I was it looked like he was pushed. Uh, sorry, do you feel, was, George, do you
3: feel George that. That our, our home form since has been at play Lane has been... Adequate maybe is not even the right word do you feel that might be part of it the fact that teams are coming to Plough Lane and be like do you know what we're just going to be hard to break down and you can come at us and we'll pick you off or do you think that's just
4: a of nonsense? I think there will be a mentality issue I think we are quite fragile at Plough yeah. Lane I think there probably is a pressure for the players they feel that they've got to deliver but that's I think that's something you have got to deal with as players they're professional football players at the end of the day and
3: you know, and what do plan. you what do you make about momentum now? Because obviously we've we gained quite a decent amount of momentum. We had, I think it was nearly ten games unbeaten. Now that we've we've played poorly and lost, are we are we going to have the a enough players and b the right mentality to see this as a minor blip and keep going forward, or have we now lost that momentum and it's now we're kind of back to sort of very close to the sort of
4: Sutton United
3: sort
4: of Part of the season, do you think? I think it's a bit of both. We, um how many times did we actually play well in our ten-game unbeaten run? Though that's yeah, the thing. I agree we're with that. Korean, yep. To be fair, we were very good, and I think you got to factor in they were poor, But we were very—you've got to give us credit—we were very good. Tranmere for the first half, we were good. Second half, everyone forgets Tranmere. We were woeful against ten men. We had like, I looked at—we had like thirty-eight percent possession or something like that, which was yeah, we were
3: poor bad. then, yeah.
4: So. We how many times have we actually been good? That's what you got to look at. And how many performances did we do we look back on and go, yeah, that was really good. Harrogate was ten minutes. We yes, I totally agree because it, you know that gets bigged up as a big win. Josh Davison bailed us out, you know, with that finish. That that should that we got a lucky goal and then Josh Davison plucks one out of the sky and puts that bottom corner. So
2: it's, I think that's football, though, isn't it? You, you, you know, what I mean, we went on a run. We, we got to give the boys credit. We did have nine games unbeaten. And when we saw the Chesterfield thing, people, <laughs> people that don't look into it didn't realise how good Chesterfield were. Do you know what I mean? They think, oh yeah, national league team, we should be beating them. But as I said, be- below that, that two in there or that three, yeah, they're the best in there, and they should be. But do we feel
3: league. though? Do we feel though that that we're we're that's the end of that period of our of a good season and or do we feel like we've got enough to be able to go right okay yeah we've lost that game but we're going to kick back in we've got Grimsby obviously coming up we've got Swindon away we've got I don't know we've got Steven Steven at home I mean we've actually played better against some half decent teams do we feel like that we're going to kind of go back to that kind of incredibly inconsistent frustrating team or are we going to get some momentum
4: I think that's what we are. We're a mid-table side. I think, you know, obviously we we all want to dream of playoffs, but I think without NYC and maybe another attacking midfielder who can actually break teams down, I can't see us sustaining a run and sustaining a side that can put us in the playoffs. So I think we are going to be an inconsistent mid-table side who will win some and lose some. It'll Probably be, as usual, better away from home so we don't get to see many wins at home. But that's what we are. Coming back to what you said earlier, I did find a positive out of Chesterfield. It's taken oh, a while. Go on. Uh, Huss Bieler. I thought he was brilliant when he came on. He put in the cross that Pell missed. He did really well defensively. Won all his tackles. Um, and he came on for 40 minutes, basically. Hus, uh, Isaac was pulled straight away in the uh, second half. And he looked really good. And for his third professional appearance, or whatever it is, he looked very good.
2: Danny, before uh, the World Cup, when you said about Gunter not being our right-back when he comes back... Yeah, is is uh, is Biller now going to be our right back? Yeah. Is he is he above yeah. Isaac? Personally,
3: as I said, I still I know that was an unpopular opinion, and we'll come to them. I'm still standing by that. I feel like personally, if we've got two good young right backs, George summed it up beautifully. We're going to be inconsistent. We're going to play well some weeks, not good the other. The one thing that young players need are minutes, and I feel like he'll back either a Gondir or he'll back. Um, he should back a Gondir or Billa. If Billa's been playing well, let them two fight it out. I'm sure Gunter can either. We haven't got much. I don't feel like we've got much backup for Curry. And if there's a player missing, one can go. But for me, I I wouldn't be playing Gunter. I'd let Gunter learn his coaching role and I would be playing the younger guys. But happy to be shouted down.
4: So I would kind of do the same thing. I'd keep Gunter around and then I'd let one of them go out on loan. So I'd go Gunter as backup and then either give Billa the shirt or Isaac the shirt. And then Who would you give it to, George? I probably would actually give it to Bela. I thought Isaac, but I think Isaac needs another loan. He's still green. I, I like him because he's passionate and you can see he's a leadership. So he's definitely he's getting there. But I think six months away at Hampton and Richmond, I know the level's not great, it's more just learning again for another six months.
3: You wouldn't bomb um, you wouldn't bomb or Sue out and keep him as a backup and let him play left or right who? back. I don't exactly. I don't, ever
4: want to, I don't ever want to see Paul Osu in a Wimbledon shirt again. Okay. I'm, so that yeah, okay. For me, I just it's I just Paul- I, Paul Sue, has he got a year to contract or two years? So when it was announced, it was a two-year, wasn't it? Because yeah. I I, remember I put a tweet out or something, but then I looked back at the article and now it's a one-year deal. Well, I hope so. so. It's, a, it's, um, it's a bit of a weird one. I mean, he's got a career in professional drumming after this, so um, I'm sure he's fine. Well, that's better than, yeah. But I
2: think we should move on because we've rattled on regarding crappy Olympics and stuff like that and then the the awful result against Chesterfield. I think we move on and then when we come back, we'll discuss George's and uh, fans who have sent them in, their unpopular opinions. Uh, and me and Danny can go through them and George can go through them as well.
4: The Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans.
2: Well, we're back and we're gonna be discussing unpopular opinions uh George this was this was a popular uh, thing the other day jaggy the uh, American Womble, uh, put a little YouTube video out which I absolutely loved uh, and I thought it's quite funny and we, me and Danny done ours and we thought it was good to get people's unpopular opinions George you sent us one as well and that's when we discussed you coming on what was your unpopular opinion again
4: um I'll read it out and I'll read it. So, I said We've reached a ceiling as a fan-owned club. We will not go any higher than the bottom of League One. To believe in this day and age we can compete long-term higher without selling a significantly bigger percentage of the club is delusional. Our fan, bases, our fan base refuses to accept this due to our own arrogance. I mean, I did sort of, when I typed that, um, obviously make it a bit bolder to spark conversation, but I still personally believe in the core principles, so I don't know what you two think. but then. I,
3: I don't disagree with the
4: content. I'm, I know the inflammatory bit a little
3: bit around arrogance of the fans, which I think is quite a good point. And I do think in some in some fans' cases... Do you know what? It's a really difficult one, right? Because if you look at it logically, we would have laughed about being here now when we, when the club started. So the fact that we've got this far means that it gives some of those fans a genuine belief to go, do you know what? anything is possible? And do you know what? They're right. But I do feel that the jump from League 2 to League 1 is quite high. I mean, the biggest jump for me is always League 1 to the Championship. But I feel like in terms of where we're at, I feel that I, I've always been someone who I feel that we do need a bit more investment. I don't know whether that means more investment in terms of selling the club, whether that means us being dependent, et cetera. I don't know. But I, st- I, do, I do feel that us, us having a bigger level of, of fan ownership, is gonna in the long run is gonna actually be more harm than good. Um, so I, I think I, I do agree with George, but I don't agree with the the, the reason why fans doing it because of their arrogance, etc. I think a lot of them is just because they can't let go, and what happened was so hurtful. I feel like the older fans can't let go because they're not bothered about it because the reason why they supported Wimbledon is this. I think the middle fans can't let go because they know what happened, and the new fans want us to let go because they want the club to move on. So I'm kind of with the newer
1: fans, well, to be
2: honest. Yeah, I I half agree with what George has said regarding the arrogance of fans. I do find that a lot of our fans and, and George's unfortunately had to quickly drop off. But yeah, I, I've believed that a lot of our fans do kind of think they're better than some people and stuff like that. And the way they talk to younger fans and and fans, we had someone, I'll I'll put their unpopular opinion up in a minute, which I thought was just, again, it's an arrogance of how they say it and the way the 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 middle class women of fans, so to speak, think they can speak to people. Uh, I kind of get George's point regarding that, but I think we now need to look at the fact that we've just appointed a new MD. We've just appointed a head of football operations, we need to see how that plays out, how that works, how we can, if you look at what the club are doing with the World Cup and stuff, that looks really good, showing the games and getting loads of people in the bars and spending money. Uh, we also need to see where we can go with regards to get the head of football operations and if we can sign non-league gems and sell them for millions and some of our youth players are already looking that they could be going off to, 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 to bigger things soon. So, yeah, I kind of get your point, but the thing is now, I think I agree with Danny, League One to Championship is huge. Championship to Premiership, huge. The only step I don't think is huge is conference to League Two. I think League Two to League One is just everything is massive except for that conference to League Two because you look at most of the teams that come up, most of them do well in league, league Two. I think Harrogate are struggling this year and stuff, but they'll probably will stay up. But yeah, I agree. But yeah, no, good point there, George. Right, do you want another one, boys? Go for it. Oh, yes, please. Lloyd W. So, on Twitter, this unpopular opinion, our Sellers Park days, which you might not know about this, George, but our Sellers Park days were some of the best, if not the best times to be a Wimbledon fan. Danny, what do you think about that?
3: I think from the quality of football, I'd, I'd have to agree. I don't think it's hard. I think it's hard to disagree on the fact of getting to the Premier League, playing some good stuff, being in the top six, that that year when we had the set was it seven deadly wins won seven on the bounce two
2: semi finals
3: I think it'll be it's, it's when you look at it objectively I think it's quite tough but then again I didn't I wasn't around for that sort of that eighty six to eighty nine I was that was just a fraction early and obviously we came sixth in there won the cup um, I think the thing do you know what the thing that really annoyed me about all of this though was the lack of European football. And we would have got it with obviously after the Hillsborough staff and and then we had Heysel, which which murdered us. And I felt like we would have had a, we would have been quite interesting to have Europe, and we never really quite managed to just put our finger on that. Um, but in terms of the quality of football, I don't think that I've watched a better footballing team and players than that Wimbledon Premier League ninety seven to to well ninety six to ninety nine. I think you know, that's a fair shout.
2: I, I have to kind of disagree because I think we are easily, we easily forget the good times that we've had at AFC Wimbledon, the the cup finals at Woking when we were coming back through. That oh, need, no, don't no, please don't do this. Don't do say
3: no. You can't say that. You can't put in the same breath Wimbledon beating Man United at home one nil. Beating Piers Michael and 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 linking it to woking. You, got, you, got, you can't, can't do that. It, we from from the so George is laughing. We, he's eating a and He's laughing. He's saying sellers'
2: part we're days, days were one of our best days. That's good. They were, yeah, they, they were great. they were great. You but can't link it to woking away, well, mate. What do you mean? Woking, one nil. What do you mean? You can't link it to that. Why, why can't you? Because you got to remember the journey that we've been on from it's now. It's the best football. They said the best football. No, the, didn't he? the best days.
4: I think Dan, I think you've put that in there. Sellers Park, Park days were some your... of
2: the best, if not the best times to be a Wimbledon fan. He didn't yeah, say anything he... about the football. He said oh, our Sellers Park days were some of the best, if not the best times to be a Wimbledon fan. But surely right? that's linked to, to the football that you're watching, surely. But that's in your opinion. So you're linking it to the football my my linking it is to some of the best days I had out was watching AFC Wimbledon on a on a open top bus. or a, a, we took a limo down to <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We've had days at Manchester where we've won the playoff final and got into the Football League. We've had days where we've gone to Wembley uh, to, like, and played Spurs and things you're like that. You're talking about a fan experience, are you? I'm talking about the whole lot of... But
3: that's, that's just going to be based on the, the year that you're born, basically.
2: wrong. Right, you're I, 18... I, I agree the, with you. So I, I, I'm like agreeing with you. But you also... I think we're too easily... We easily forget, what you said earlier, the journey that we've been on as ASC Wimbledon. We we had a, we had a oh. ambulance selling merchandise at Dulwich Hamlet, and now we've got a proper club shop at Plough Lane.
3: I'm not I'm not disputing the journey. All I'm saying is,
2: it, it's just because you your opinion your opinion's right, don't mean that you can well, shut mean, us down, Daddy Baker.
3: We're here to give our opinion, aren't we, George? Let's let no, let's George, George have speak. interject, please, George. I give us gonna, some more
4: sanity. My here. best day as a fan is still OA. I was oh oh is yeah, the well, obviously, Mark obviously, de Bola. obviously, just to, if anyone is listening, I'm born in 2003, so I've no obviously my, my I grew up with Wimbledon ASC Wimbledon. Sorry, my best day is Stain's Mark de Bola free kick, still remember that, you know, things the, like, the, the, the day out. And I start things like Sam Hatton being on the bench that day and then also playing for us in the Football League, things like that, just in, in hindsight, made the day so much better. Right,
2: thank you. Good. Opinions, eh? Oh, uh, awesome.
4: right, it's, it's got in it.
2: Right, you since ever since yeah. you
3: tarnished it with your Olympics, I hate the Olympics. So my back's been right up. It's the
2: first time me and you've nearly come to come to blows. Cutting you off. Right, you ready? I'm having an opinion from Henry or Robertshaw, who has been on the pod. Uh, we're right not to leave anyone on the halfway line when def- defending corners. We have an extra defender back, and it creates space for have to counter into, rather than him being stuck in the halfway line trying to hold up a long ball against two defenders. Go on Clive Tilsley,
3: you can go first league, no, George, or...
2: George was nodding so I'll let George have a go Oh
4: okay, then we'll no, go to I you think, yeah. I agree because I did. there was some statistic, there was some like research I saw on Opta that said you're more likely to score counter-attacking if you bring all your men back because they only leave them one on sitting on the halfway line whereas if we left Ayub on the halfway line they'd sit two and then like Ayub when he's double marked wouldn't be able to do much and you can't counter so I I, I actually do agree, although it is frustrating, I agree
2: I'm I'm half and half because I I think you need to leave someone up the pitch to cause issues because otherwise it's easy to defend against. But yeah, I kind of I kind of get the point. And Henry does back it up. He says there's stats to back this up regarding Iob coming out. I wouldn't leave Iob up. I'd leave him on the edge. So again, so we can break quickly. But I do think we need to leave someone up like Josh Davison or someone like that who can hold the ball up and get. Do you know what I mean? What was? Why, why do we need him in the defender? criminal,
4: Josh. Why do we need? win a header. So, so, you you so can, so can our problems. midfielders
2: and our defenders, which is what their job is. Our, our job of our strikers is to score goals, not defend our own goal. So, lead yeah. them two up, and that's going to cause problems. But anyway. Davidson
4: can win a header. He's six, what six one, Josh? And he can
2: hold the ball up well if we need to go off from uh, Saniv. Anyway, Danny, go on. Well, I'm scared to give my opinion now. To be honest with you, after this
3: witch hunt. <laughs> no. I think the primary objective of a corner when you're defending it is to defend it. So whatever you need to do to defend the corner best, if we're defending a corner, we shouldn't be thinking about attacking. We should be thinking about defending. So for me, and again, depends on the situation. If we're one nil up, if we're one nil up with 95 minutes, I'm not leaving one player up. I'm going to defend with everybody I've got. So I think it depends on the situation. Personally though, I do like leaving a guy up because it takes two people away, which in my opinion means there's less threat i.e. numbers, who can get their head on the ball. Yes, it means that we might have one less defender, but I'd rather have a bit more space in the penalty area where a keeper's a lot easier to come and get it by having a player up the pitch. So, personally, if it's a corner, defend the corner. I'm not worried about the attack. When we, get, when we stop the attack, then we've got people like, like Ayoub who can sprint down wings, et cetera. So, that's my, uh, that's my opinion.
2: Right, nice. Uh, Terence May. Love Terence. He's always oh, on the day. Oh, Tez. He's got two here, right? Magoma needs to stop confusing (coughs) the confidence and play the game he's in and not the one he feels he should be. Uh, And the next one was regarding Robinson. There are noises we call Robinson from Dundee in January. He's on a good goal to minutes ratio, but I say leave him there. He is under contract and should be attracting interest, could be attracting interest, which will give Wimbledon the upper hand to either keep him or get an excellent fee should either party wish for him to move on. Of course, this may mean our club brings in another striker from January to where to when, for whenever, which may need uh, not be such a bad thing, right? So, them two points Magoma needs to start losing the arrogance, uh, confusing arrogance for confidence and keep uh, Robinson up in Dundee. Go on, mate. I feel sorry for Magoma,
3: and I know this that everyone's looking at me going, What on earth? But I feel that the way that Magoma plays it suited the way that we were we were i think johnny jackson has sold a style of football to magoma and brentford and we're now not playing that style and style of football and i don't think the way that we play suits him at all so i do feel sorry for him it doesn't excuse his moaning the whinging the falling over the i'm not going to track back so i do feel sorry for him because i do feel that he was sold something that isn't happening anymore um So, But I don't know whether that's arrogance or I don't know what it is, but I do feel like where we've got a good football player and we're not getting the best out of him. And whether that's because of the way that we're playing or whether that's him or whether that's a personal relationship, I don't know. But I'm worried we're going to have another Henry Lawrence here where he started really well, looked like a good player, just as nose diving off the face of the earth. Um, But that's Mama Goma chat.
4: No, um, I'd agree. I think the thing is though, Brentford clearly sent him here to man up. Sorry, I don't. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's no, no, true. no, no. I don't know what you mean. Learn the um, learn the other side of the game. Learn when you're you've got to defend for ninety minutes because Brentford are. If you watch Brentford, they're a physical side. They play channels. You know, they play off Tony. So if he does ever want to break into the Brentford first team, he's really got to learn that. And so I do agree. He's get. I think he is a bit too. He tries to look cool. You know what I mean? He try. He tries to look look cool and th- what frustrating is if he didn't, if he just played how he can play, w- he'd be a great player but I think it's that level of trying to look cool for, I don't know, for the show or to look above the game. Do you but, keep him, George, January or would you think about sending him back? I think you do keep him because I think he's a very good mid- I think he just, there's, there is a good midfielder in there. It's whether or not JJ can get the best out of him and how him and JJ's relationship works. I'm surprised he hasn't been dropped yet at all like in a league game. Yeah. He's started yeah. every league game um i'm surprised jj hasn't let george marshall bendel start a game in that role and sort of take him out to show him that look if you're not going to perform i've got two lads who will perform here and vice but I'm, I'm just surprised he hasn't but there might be something to do with brentford a cult clause or i don't know um but yeah no paris is it's frustrating because you know we've seen how good he can be but
2: George, I think you're right as well to say man up. It's a, we are watching men's football, so it's not an issue with me. And I know you, there'll be people complaining about that, but it's man. we're watching men play football and Paris needs to man up a little bit before he goes back to play men's football again. Uh, I, I think Paris needs to stop the arrogance a little bit, The you know, the... the When he came off the other day, apparently he weren't very happy about it. The diving, falling over all the time, does my head in with him. He is a player, and I I think the reason why he hasn't been dropped is the two players you've mentioned, unfortunately, are nowhere near as good as him. They can't pass the ball like he can. They can't glide past people like he can. Bendel maybe, but George Marsh definitely can't. Uh, And, yeah, I think that's the reason why he's not being dropped. Could be a reason that Brentford have said that he has to play a certain amount of minutes and stuff. We You never know with regards to loans, but... Yeah, that's the reason why I think he. I just think he is a good player, but he needs to go back to where he was playing when he first joined, and he 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 wanted maybe get off the YouTube stuff and stop thinking you're some kind of like YouTuber. You're a, you're a footballer playing for a League Two team at the moment. Uh, with the Robinson stuff, I, I kind of agree with Terence. I think I'd leave Robinson up in Dundee at the moment. He's playing a lot of minutes. Is he is it worth him coming back and sitting on our bench because he's not getting in ahead of Josh Davison? And he'll only come on for uh, a few minutes here and there because I think we need another winger in January, uh, get rid of Courtney Senior because he's not good enough. And yeah, I don't think Robinson would play enough minutes, leave him on loan, let him try and get 20 goals at Dundee. Go on, George. I
4: right, see, I'm, I'm on the other side of the fence there. I think we should bring him back because if you look at our, our record of recruiting, recruiting strikers in January, it is woeful. When was the last time we signed a decent striker in January?
3: Oh, Goodbye, and Harrison. It was unbelievable. Yeah, exactly like
4: <laughs> you, you never. You, the chance of you getting a decent striker in January are so little, unless you're doing a do a Rex where you go out and buy Palmer, or not saying Palmer, but you know what I mean you go out and yeah. smash some serious cash. It's so
3: little. So you're not spinning the wheel. If it was a case of you can have Robinson guaranteed, or you can yeah, spin you know, the
4: wheel a, of what a, we can get a player who scoring goals. I think and obviously NYC coming back, and then you've actually got some options. You've actually got options then, and you know we keep complaining we've got no options on the bench. Bring him back. You've got you've got to have options back. You've got to be able to change the game because if Davis, we're, we're also we're relying on Davis not getting injured. His work rate is ridiculous, Josh Davis, and I I, I know you two probably agree. He, the, the amount of yards he'll get through in a season is ridiculous. There's, if he doesn't break down, it's a miracle if he doesn't, at some point. So we need a strike on the bench. He's a serious option. And realistically, I can see Huddling going back. Why would they have not let him play in the FA Cup if he was staying? So I think Zach Robinson, who's got a pedigree of scoring goals, I know we don't know what the level quite compares to, but I just think, I think he's the obvious option. And he's the only, in my opinion, option that will guarantee you at least an impact from the bench, at least.
3: Right. I, I, I don't disagree with that either. I, I, I feel like Zach... I think the thing I don't I don't really get is about market value and about what we're going to get and we're going to get some market value. And I think it all just depends on what, what his game plan is because I don't know... If I signed a contract at a club like Wimbledon and I was at Robinson, I wouldn't really have accepted a loan move up to Dundee. For me, it does not smell right. I feel like there must have been... He must have signed it and then been almost told. Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I Fancy it, or he said, "I'll sign it, but I want to play somewhere else for a year and play and be guaranteed game time." Um, so I, I would be. I would be bringing him back definitely, and because I think there's definitely a forward going to have to come in. A player in a forward position is going to need to come in in January. I would. I would think whether that's a loan or a permanent. I don't know. Zach Robinson has the opportunity next year to come in and be an NYC with Davison so you could have Davison with with Zach Robinson realistically you could have that and that opens up another lone player to be somewhere else so I would be bringing him back to give him a really good look and and like George said Davison's work rate is phenomenal and we do need to at some point give him a breather I know we're out of cut matches now but we're going if he breaks down we are seriously in the doggy doodah and Hudland is definitely going back January if he's not
4: I don't know what the hell we're doing so yeah that's me
2: George's last point because we we've got quite a few to get through still. So No, no,
4: no. You go ahead. You go ahead, Dick. Go on to the next one.
2: So from Silfen, as I said, we've got quite a few to get through. So we might have to shorten them up. And if we don't say them out, then I do apologise. But we did get quite a few. Kalambai has been our best centre back this season. That's from Silfen.
3: No, not not better than not better than Riley Towler. No.
1: Yeah.
3: And, I, and I prefer him in midfield. But Paul Kalambay from a ball playing centre back is the worst we've got, actually. I love that. and that's pretty bold considering we've got Alex Pierce who I don't think can pass particularly well. Um I think he's played, I think he's played to a League Two standard. And I think, as I said before, if the if a team wants to play with skill, Callum Bay is going to get found out. If you've got a strong physical, a Brett Pittman or uh, Sam Vokes or someone like that, he is going to be able to grapple. But from a ball playing centre back, I think if Nightingale was fit, I think if Alex Pierce was properly fit, Towler We've had Lee Brown play a little bit in a three. I don't agree that he's been our best centre-back, but he is playing He's, he's playing as well as Paul Callenbaugh can play.
4: That's me. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think Tal has comfortably been the best centre-half of the club, although I do, as I said, prefer him in midfield. But I think the thing was with PK, he's got a mistake in him every match. It might not always cost us a goal, but something goes wrong with PK every match. There's always a... I mean, he always gets spun or something. So I'm not sure for me he's the best at the club. But again, you've got to give him credit. He has, you know, when he's been called upon this season, done well.
3: Is he a a League Two centre back, George, do you think?
4: Yeah. I I I agree. I think he's in the squad. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
2: I think that's something we can all agree on that PK is a good League Two centre back. But once you step up to League One, he unfortunately isn't good enough to play at that level. Do you know what I mean? Where Ben Hennigan's gone on Chef Wednesday, he was doing well. I know he's injured now, but I can't see Paul K ever going to a Ipswich or Chef Wednesday, where I can see Towler possibly in a couple of years being at an Ipswich, Portsmouth, in the championship, League One. Do you know what I mean? Where I can't see PK ever stepping up to that level. So I kind of get his point because I think PK's improved and done better and it's shown that he is a he's a good League two centre back because I don't think he'd have been playing if Pierce, Brown or What Nightingale would have been fit enough to play.
3: He's also, been, he's also been at the club a while, he's but he's had a very in-and-out time in terms of injuries and yes. quality, but I still... He's taking his place of, now, though. He's taking yeah, he's taking Yeah, and, he, and he's done well, but I still feel like if it was, okay, it's a cup final, who are you playing? A
2: centre-back, everyone's fully fit. I don't think Callum Boye plays in no, my team. No. Right, ready? Another one from Nico. Uh, we need some new chance. The AFC Wimbledon one is pretty much the main one we sing. Time to revive some of the old ones or create some new ones. I I have to agree with this. I think that all we ever sing is AFC Wimbledon. Some of the old chants have kind of got lost now. We don't really sing the champagne song anymore because it offends people. Uh, It seems to not come out as much as it used to. Uh, I do believe we knew... I don't think we've got any song for Josh Davison. We haven't got a song for Harry Pell. We haven't got a song for... No, Pell has got
3: Pell. One. Pell will tear you apart again. Not, that's
2: Chris
4: Jell. No, it's, it's well, Harry Pell. Riley he, Talon deserves a song big time. But, He's been played the, the other one who deserves a song is
3: Woodyard. Like,
4: right. he, he, hasn't, he didn't have one all of last year. I think, well, oh, actually, I think Davidson does have a song, but it's like.
2: It's the Spurs it's, one, isn't it? The uh, Harry Kane yeah, one. It's, and it's hard to get. Yeah, I think he had, I think you're right there, George. Actually, he does have a song, but but it's hard to get and, and get everyone singing it. I think, but I, I kind of write Nicola, right, really. I don't think we have any decent songs, uh, any decent like Wimbledon's new Wimbledon songs. You know what I mean? The northern northern fans and northern clubs always come up with the best songs, but London based like Chelsea have just got Chelsea. Uh, you know what I mean? Arsenal don't even have a song. Uh, yeah, go on, George.
4: I think it's also now we're at Plough Lane, we've got a lot more neutrals. I know that's and maybe not the, the the key reason, but when we had the, te- the old Tempest, like you're not no neutrals are really going in the Tempest. So it was a proper, you know, the old school were ruling it and th- that they knew all the chance. Whereas now I feel like the only ones that properly get rung around the stadium is AS Wimbledon because that's what.
3: We're too I mean, widespread, aren't we? The, yeah. the, at the moment, we're a bit new. You, like you said, behind the goal at King's Meadow, it was so tight and everyone was there. And it was such a small ground you could get it, whereas Plough Lane's quite big and everyone gets a bit filtered. But it would be good to get a few newer ones. But it's again, it's it, I still thought that that would be a great thing for the club shop, you know, like a, like a songbook where a fan can come and read it. I thought that'd be hilarious. Every year you get the songbook, first game, is your sheet. It'd be like Carol Singers, it'd be epic.
2: Yeah, literally, of course, absolutely, George, literally, absolutely. I will retire from football If they ever bring a songbook out And put it in the club Do you account. know
4: what I'll get one out for January So we just put someone at the front Being like lads Please turn to page 19
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We have bloke holding up a sign We should do what they so do In GM. Germany
2: We should have someone at the front In a little like box Who has a microphone And he then starts the chant. No no have you seen it All the ultras yeah, They have it, one yeah. guy In a little kind of yeah. Makeshift scaffold And then he goes like, we're singing champagne now. It starts it and everyone else starts joining in.
4: Have you you guys seen the American guy do it? He's like, fight and win.
2: Fight and win. Yeah, well, the Americans are useless at singing. Sorry. Sorry, Jonathan. Uh, Right. Another one is uh, from Al Snow. Uh, I'd rather Wimbledon win the Papa John's trophy than England win the World Cup.
4: Grow up. (laughs) <laughs> like, I, 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 am club, I am club over country but the Papa John if you, if you offer me playoff final win versus World Cup I'd probably take playoff final win going up Papa John's trophies at Wembley though no but it's not it's not the same we, we're still in League 2 next year I'm still playing like Hartlepool but like I, I think a League 1 a League 2 playoff win would I take but not a chance when taking a Papa John's trophy win over in and winning World Cup I just
2: okay.
4: can't do it
3: no, completely disagree with that bloke. I mean, you take England winning the World Cup over the Papa John sets it, I think I he mean, was trying
2: to be a little bit facetious. I think
3: it's an unpopular opinion and he's been correct. Here. It was an unpopular if, opinion.
2: If it was say League Two, we could go right all Mac promotion out of League Two or England win the World Cup, which are you taking?
3: I want to I want us to win the World Cup, please.
2: England. No, I'd have women winning the league to
4: get Playoffs. Promoted. No, I'm I'm having playoffs. I'd I'd prefer to get promoted to playoffs. I I like, you, you, all
2: right, Wimbledon get promoted out of League Two or England win the World Cup? England win the World Cup. No, Wimbledon get The promoted. impact will be mental. Well, don't give a fuck about the we, impact. We, 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 we get promoted impact next you can get Has promoted next year. How's it going to impact me? Of course it won't, because you're miserable. You're bloody grinch. No, no, I, I want you. Wimbledon to as go... As go as I'd as rather a... Wimbledon get promoted. I used to say I'd rather Wimbledon win the
3: corner as than... As soon then. as that clock chimed December, you turn into a bar <laughs> humbug. Look
2: at you. I'd rather Wimbledon got promoted than England win the World Cup. Papa John's was, trophy, he's was Papa John's. Yeah, he's pushing his luck a little bit, Al, but yeah, I think he, he's doing that for a joke. Right. Joe Mojo, the guy who does all our graphics, the brilliant graphics that Joe does, his unpopular opinion is, I'd take Robbo back if we had a better structure above him. So I'm guessing he's meaning what we have now, MD, head of football operations. Do you know what I mean? Someone doing all the recruitment and Robbo doing the coaching and stuff. What are we saying with that? He'd rather have Robbo back if he had a better structure above
4: him. I think it's so hard with that. It's all if buts and maybes, isn't it? It's, it's, if you, if you gave Robbo this side, sorry. So if you gave Robbo this side, do you think he d- does better than what JJ does with this side? My answer would probably be yes. I'd say right now, if Robbo had a full preseason with this side, had Pell, all these players, I think Robbo probably would be doing better. But the other argument is: Did Robbo do everything he could for the club in terms of was his like cycle finished? You know, he'd been here for so long. Maybe we needed someone like Jackson to come along, and you know, someone completely new to to do it. That's a tough question. That that's a really rough question. I mean, I
3: as I like I like the clarity that Robinson was trying to give us. I like what he was trying to do. But again, me and Lee spoke in the week about his Ollie Palmer interview about the was it Will Daniels, the gambling guy and the recruitment stuff like that was 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 so far wide of the mark i just i don't know him the Salis stuff the the substitutes coach which again when you think about it and you talk about it it's, like, oh, it's okay but the head of recruitment basically just saying right we're not going to buy anybody over 21 and we're just going to be the just like, like a youth team it, it was so far wide the whole finishes thing i, I, I kind of felt like he was really trying hard to be something different than what we needed him to be, which was the fifth worst team in the league. And I think he was—he had aspirations just to be higher. Don't get me wrong, I don't think the club supported him. Don't get me wrong, not sold on Jackson at all, really. I'm still... I think he's had a good run of late, but I don't think this is the blueprint of his football team and the way he wanted to play. I feel like injuries and a bit of... N- okay league two we need to play in a different way has kind of come to the surface so I would if someone said right now would you take Robinson over Jackson I think the answer would be no because we haven't really given Jackson a proper go but did I admire do I like what Robinson was trying to do yes I really did and I really feel gutted because I don't feel like he was quite given what was needed but I don't think he helped himself and the club with the whole I think sold him down the river with that press conference with those People talk about championship in three years. So it just uh, killed him. Killed him.
4: I think Robinson's a better coach than Jackson. If you're talking about individual players, I think as a co- as a football coach on the grass, I'd say Robinson's much better than Jackson, but as a leader of the club, as, as like a first team manager, uh, everything that comes with that, I think Jackson does that job better. Maybe because he has more experience or whatnot. I just think Jackson is a better club leader, but Robinson's a better coach. So I'd, probably say, i probably agree with you, Danny, whereas I probably wouldn't take Robo right now. But, you know, six, six months late down the line. you think yeah. he
3: gets another job somewhere,
4: Robbo? Do you think
3: he's well, going to be a manager not,
4: somewhere? Not, no, not manager. No, he's at Chelsea's under 20,
2: whatever, youth. He, he's back to what he does best and that's coaching youth footballers. Some of the best footballers in the world he's probably coaching now, so it's probably a little bit easier. than. You don't think but, Crawley
3: or someone no, partly have will, go, well, and, have a, will have a go at him?
2: No, I don't think so, because I think the problem I had with Robbo is I love Robbo and when when he got the job I was quite I didn't really want him to get it because I knew we'd lose him in the end. Yeah. And what a great job he did it's with a weird the weird one, team. isn't it? It's such
3: a weird one that.
2: But the arrogance I found with him is that he thought he was this kind of new Pep Guardiola kind of thing that he was coming in as you said Danny to try and do this new well-wind of football finishers and do you know what I mean and how the whole club fell in line with it all and the the stuff that Oli Palmer said the other day regarding our recruitment is why is Robbo or Joe Palmer's as much blaming this as well because he was on that and that's who you, you know what I mean you they should have been talking to, but why is that allowed to happen that uh, Will Daniels, who is a gambling analyst, allowed to was even allowed to go through that? Robbo should have been saying no, this ain't on. Do you know what I mean? I want Oli Palmer to stay. He he means a lot to my team. Do you know what I mean? And to, to not have that just shows that he didn't have the management skills that you need he might have a good man management skills but then again the Palmer interviewed the other day that Robbo would start picking his team on a Monday I know he did I think he only did it for two or three weeks if you listen to the full interview but yeah you you don't pick your team on Monday for the coming Saturday and the fact that Again, uh, Palmer said he was great man management. Of course, you're going to say that when you were throwing sickies and you didn't want to play against uh, Plymouth or whatever it is in the league, but because you, you wanted didn't want to miss the Arsenal game. You're going to say he's a great man manager. You know what I mean? If my boss was giving me loads of sickies every week, do you know what I mean? As a professional footballer, yeah, I'd, I'd have Jackson at the moment. And again, I'm not overly sold on Jackson yet. Uh, and I don't know if I ever will be really with Jacko. It seems a bit weird for me, but yeah, I'm on chat. chat. So right, we're going to go two more of these and then we'll finish up. Jay Weston, New Plow Lane is a bit of a concrete corporate stadium lacking in real character. I, I kind of, I half agree because a lot of it isn't finished yet, which the club know about, and they're hopefully going to be exploring ways of funding that. I don't know how we've got bonds to pay. But if you go into the fan zone and stuff like that, the fan zone's wicked. You know what I mean? I like the bar. Some people don't like the bar the way it's set up. I think it's brilliant. I like the fact there's TVs there. You've got the little bit underneath now with the seats and stuff. I like the fan zone. I like the, the food. I, I like the East End where we all sit and make noise and stuff. I like the fact we can give it to away fans. I do like Plough Lane. I think it's brilliant. I, I, I choose Plough Lane over Kingsmeadow every day of the week. I don't think it's a concrete... Uh, and we've also got to now explore it a little bit better now. We've got a new, new MD in with Danny Macklin. I think he has some ideas and plans that we need to trust that he's going to make
4: it work. Um, first, I just want to say any bar that serves Budweiser shouldn't be open. So the Phoenix shouldn't be open. Um, and <laughs> second, secondly, um, I think also you've got remember, we've had what, like four league wins there. So like there's no, you don't really associate great memories with Plough Lane yet, do we? We have no like, Of Orient and Oxford, and those are the only two like wins that stand out. So I think I think it's hard to create like soul, if that makes sense, when you're losing games and constantly playing awful like we did last season. So I think it's not helped by what's on the field, but there's definitely building blocks for it to become a you know proper proper stadium.
3: I also feel that (coughs) we've only been there in terms of fans for a season and a bit. I, I I think it's impossible to say it's anything but it's a new it's like going into a brand new house and going oh I feel right at home here well you don't you're not until everything's in and you've got yourself sorted in your sofas there and your tv's there and at the moment we're still it is it is still a a little bit of a work in progress but there's no doubt that like the late and orient game was superb in there I thought the Harrogate game at the end was superb when and again I don't think it's the I don't think it's the grounds problem. I think we're part of the problem. You know, when things haven't gone great over the last year and a bit, us as fans have not been the heart and soul of it. But it's so hard because you're watching a game and you're just constantly disappointed, frustrated, annoyed. It's not going to be what you expect it to be. It's going to be a little bit of a hollow shell. I bet the Arsenal fans, when they first went to the Emirates, were oh god, where's Highbury? We miss Highbury. Oh, it's, just, West Ham. it's exactly it's so i understand what you're saying it is a little bit watered down but once we get rid of the next two or three years pay off a bit more debt have a few more events get a little bit of more of a settled who's actually coming every week and where they are i mean i'm still meeting people who are standing literally near me a row behind a row in front you know for all the half of the last year we were like are they going to be here forever so it's just kind of whereas you know at King's Meadow, you're standing there. I stood with the same people for a decade. So, yes, it it does take time. George is right. What the menu of football we've been served up has been pretty pants, Um, but that will change and we'll get more success and it will be better, I'm sure.
2: We're also trying to do things like putting the Cedars uh, plaques up now. That's all going around. The Wish team have put up, what's it called? The big, the posters kind of thing, what they called the... uh, murals and stuff like that are going up so it, as you said Danny when you move into a new house you don't have all your photos up straight away do you oh. it is and we and the and the club and Wish and do you know what I mean people that are helping and volunteering and putting this stuff up are trying to make it as homely as possible and I think we will get there in the end as I said it, we are in there what two two years as fans now do you know what I mean you can't really count the Covid years because no one was in there at all yeah so that's your point there Danny I, I, Martin Drake I don't really like this one but I'll, I'll you put it on there our fans are shocking. And I asked him why, which ones? <clears throat> Lots of our, our fans who should know better and don't know a good thing when they see it. Uh, again, this is what I come back to we're middle-class men at Wimbledon think they can, the arrogance that they can talk down to people. Like his, his first thing was our fans are shocking. That was the uh, unpopular opinion that our fans are shocking, which because they don't always agree and You know what I mean? You you disagree with someone. It means that you're wrong straight away. And I don't think our fans are shocking. I think there's a lot of people out there who really have got uh, gripes with the board, gripes with what's been happening on the pitch. It hasn't helped. I think people are right. If we're winning, you don't really see it or hear it as much. But I think last year kind of raised issues that people were very unhappy with. And our fans can, you know what I mean? We just bigged up the ground a little bit there. But our fans are entitled to have an opinion and a voice. And you can't be calling them shocking. You can't be calling them Buckingham babes and things like that to wind up fans even more. But go on, what do you think? I think it's difficult because, as I said, I don't,
3: since we've been at Plough Lane, I haven't. George had summed up earlier. If you're not offered a great, service and you're offered a great thing a lot of people it's the highlight of their weekend I'm looking for I'm, I've been looking forward to going to the Grimsby game since Tuesday you know I saw my dad today we were talking about it we we're excited to, to go and all of last year I was looking forward to taking my dad and going to watch football and I just had a baby girl but I was making no sacrifices to go when you're offered something that isn't a reflection of what you think the club should be or a reflection of your memories of our football club it's very, very hard to put that aside and go, yeah, but my job is to do this or my job is to support this football club. Likewise, again, we are split. There are lots of people filtering into where those traditional fans would normally be, which means that it doesn't necessarily have that bouncing energy that it it can create. So I don't disagree. I don't think the fans are shocking far from it. I think that's, I think that's unfair. And I think when you put into context what we've experienced, the quality of foot we've got, the amount of money that we felt. And, but again, it also, it's hard because the club are saying, oh, we're going to have a competitive budget and we're going to have this, and we haven't. So it's kind of like the, the club haven't really helped the fans here. If the club said, you know what, we've been relegated, it, we're going to have to hold on tight here. This We're not going to have that budget. That means we're going to bounce back. It will be an aim, but it's not going to be something that we're going to project and we're going to give it our best shot fans would be in a much different headspace so i don't think how fans are, are shocking i think the ones on facebook can be though i think that's a fair shout because some of their behavior has been really poor um and i think some of the twitter conversations as well have been difficult I, so i don't think we're shocking i don't but think they, we've been brilliant but i don't th- think the shocking
2: is a fair word the thing about social media danny is that it can be ignored you don't have to if someone writes a stupid post on facebook just block that person if they keep on or just scroll past it you don't need to read someone and go oh johnny jackson's a cunt just with no, no but their
3: behavior would still be yeah no it.
2: i get it but yeah just just read but well i think fans at the ground have been quite patient and quite quite well behaved and quite decent to be fair but that's where I, I don't i don't take social media seriously because most people are trolls on there anyway that they, they, they have fake names, fake uh, photos, do you know what I mean? Most people don't even put their own photo up, so it's hard to engage with someone like that when you don't even know who you're talking to. You could be talking to a Scum fan, for you, we know, do you know what I mean? So I think the fans in the ground have been spot on. George, what's your view?
4: No, I agree. I think, obviously, they're going to be annoyed about what's on the pitch, and that will dictate the mood at the club, realistically. You know, as a, as a whole, we went, what, we went eight months without a win. Like, that's just going to dictate the mood. You're always going to be on a down, so... I think our fans are pretty decent. I know there are some fans who purposely create division, and there are some fans who don't listen to certain people. And as I said earlier, maybe a bit of arrogance, and that's always going to happen. You have that in every fan base. So I don't think we're woeful. We're definitely, we're definitely in the better half of fan bases. If you took all ninety-two, yeah, I agree but with that. We're definitely near the top. I think just because we've had such a high, if that makes sense, before Plough Lane. You know, we were in League One, we were beating big teams before Plough Lane. It was such a high. Than to come, <coughs> you know, high at Plough and then to come crashing back down, almost with relegation. I think, yeah, I think the fans are just experiencing their first proper low. If that would since 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 Wimbledon, twenty years, perhaps the first proper low, and maybe that's why it's, it seems worse than it is. And we also
2: live in a culture where people don't like losing and people don't like being defeated nowadays. Is you know what I mean? It's the uh, snowflake culture that people say. You know I mean? You start losing games. people You know what I mean? They don't like it. And it, it, as you said, there are people out there that cause division and stuff like that. And there's people that wouldn't mind Wimbledon dropping into the Roman Premier League uh, as long as Wimbledon was still there, which some people don't want that to happen. But we're going to have to move on because we have been discussing unpopular opinions for quite some time. So when we come back, we're going to have a change to the scheduling. We are going to be discussing the uh, meet the manager and the appointment of the uh, head of football operations.
4: The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans.
2: So we're back and we're going to be discussing the Meet the Manager, which is happening on Tuesday. Nothing like a bit of notice from the club to let all fans get involved. Uh, and uh, the head of football operations has been announced, and that is Craig Cope, who is coming in from Solihull Moors. Uh, he'd done other stuff at Nottingham Forest, I believe, and a couple of other clubs. I can't remember now, but I haven't got it in front of me. But yeah, I'm, I'm quite pissed off with the club. Uh, for the Well, I say Meet the Manager. It's going to be Johnny Jackson, Danny Macklin and Mike Buckley. Uh, Tuesday, this Tuesday coming at 7 o'clock, right in the middle of the World Cup. I think it's going to be the round of 16, Portugal versus whoever they play. Uh, I don't think that's been decided yet. I think it actually might be Spain, actually. It might be Portugal-Spain, which is going to be a massive game, right, in the World well, Cup. No, no, it's not. It's not Portugal-Spain. But because Portugal are playing
3: tomorrow and there's another group that's playing tomorrow and it's them who are playing. Is
2: it? Is it tomorrow? Yeah, I didn't know yeah. if there's two groups playing. Or no, because it's, Port-
3: Port- Port- no, it's two in a day. Portugal
2: versus Brazil's groups. So it could be Serbia. That's it. Portugal, Serbia, or something like that. That's or it. It could yeah. be Portugal, Brazil. Which, to me, it's put. Yeah, it could, and it's seven o'clock uh, start, which is fine. But they've given the fans four days' notice, right? To say yes, I can come down and do it. Do you know what I mean, like, I think that for me is pretty poor, pretty poor planning from our point of view. We 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 say we want to be engaged with all fans, and we want to engage in communication and stuff like that. Danny Macklin said it on the pod last week. We're giving four days' notice for people to get involved in this Q&A session. Thoughts?
4: Not the best. I think it's not the best way to start. You know, we could have, if we, you know, set a date, we could have done it a lot better. And I get, Jay, you know, we don't know when we have JJ and it'll be, I know it's hard to set a date, but I think it's just a bit poor, you know. It's meant, we, 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 Danny Macklin wants to set a tone and he has set a good tone with the... 50 for a fiver, is it? It's the port, and that's, you know, a good thing. But, you, you know, you easy wins, you know, set it in advance, set it, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks' time when there's in between the semi-final and the third place, when there isn't a game, you know, on a Tuesday or whatnot. I just think it just, it's, it, it, is, it sounds harsh. It's typical Wimbledon, isn't it? It's just four days late on a World Cup. You know, it's just it's just deflating is the word I'd use. And the problem
3: is, is what, exactly what George said, it's typically Wimbledon. That's in a nutshell exactly the problem. We all are not surprised it's happened. It's typically Wimbledon. It's what we've always done. It's a shame because there's a pen, I think he's trying to do something good, and I respect that. But someone just checked the. Should you check and go? Hold on, a minute, there's a big World Cup game, etc., etc. It just it, and I, and I know he'll, people will be like, oh, it's difficult. Oh, wait till the end of the World Cup. We're talking about December the seventeenth. It's over. Do it. You know, do it just before Christmas. Do it in the. After I don't care when you when do it, to be honest with you, but doing it that day, it just, it just smacks out that someone hasn't done their research.
2: But for me, it's not even about the World Cup, being honest. The fact that you've given fans four-day notice, like this come out Thursday, late Thursday afternoon. So you're giving Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days to go, right, can you make it on a Tuesday to meet three important people at the club and ask them a question? Do you know what I mean? We appreciate that Danny came on the podcast last week and people, that was well-received. Do you know what I mean? He answered questions, didn't hide, brilliant stuff. But we have to be better with stuff like this to get all fans involved. And it just tries to, it says to me that we're trying to not get fans involved and trying to hide fans away because we're making it as hard and as difficult for them to ask questions to MD, CEO, and the manager. And that's that's just, I think it's pretty poor from Wimbledon. That's my view of it, really. It's a shame. It's it, Like I said, I, I don't... Are, are they streaming it live? Is it something they, that fans someone, can watch? Someone asked the question, are they going to be able to watch it? I think that someone, I'm guessing it was Chris, mm-hmm. came back and said, we're trying to figure out if that can be the case. I doubt that's going to be the case because it takes a lot of hard work to do that. Uh, we couldn't even do a hustings for the John Truss elections which, by the way, you have to vote on by the 3rd of December, which is Sunday. So remember to be voting. I've voted already. Uh, Yeah, I just think... I think it's a bit of a a missed
3: opportunity, a bit of a shame. Fair play. Let's be sunny side up. At least he's trying to do something, Danny Macklin. So fair play for trying to do something. I'm not sure it's a great timing, but uh, maybe there's a capacity of X amount and we'll fill it. We'll have a few people there, which will be good. So I hope those people enjoy it and they get the answers that they want. But yeah, to give four days' notice for an event like this, where it could have been double that, is a yeah. is a little bit of
4: a shame. No, George, I think also announcing it on the same day that you announce a um <laughs> head, new of head of football is just a weird, like a weird announcement planning. And I know I'm sure it's not crystal, so I'm not blaming anyone. It just seems weird that we having two massive bang, like you know I me mean, gunshots, and within an hour, virtually of each other. It just seems. Weird Wait. on the on the mar- Not marketing front But on the release front It gives
2: ammunition To the people that say That the fans don't They don't want the fans To be involved Because yes, tra- 100%. Do you know what I mean It kind of saying Or we're hiding it Underneath now You won't even see it Because the head of Football operations News is coming out after People are going to be Concentrating on that And not this little Announcement that we've Just snuck in there And it gives people Like myself Moaners Ammunition to say This ain't good enough In the club Do you know what I mean Which I think in this point Is fair point But We've got to be better with what we're doing. As I said, the Don's Trust elections, 3rd of December, this Sunday, you have to vote by then. Uh, I've not been on pro boards in the last two weeks because pro boards is an absolute piss take. It's, it's They need to look at it for the next elections. We'll talk about this on another podcast, but yeah, the elections have been, in my opinion, an absolute joke. I voted anyway, all done. But pro boards, I don't give a shit what no mark, Wimbledon fans, Don Trust members think I'm asking elections and then being spoken to like a piece of shit, not on, in my opinion. Go on, George.
4: I was gonna sorry, segue into Craig Cope. I think that's a solid appointment, you know, trying to get a bit more positivity back into us yeah. after a bit of a low podcast. Uh, no, I think I think Craig Cope's a decent appointment. I think, you know, he's done well at Solihull Hall You know, they got to play off final, they're unlucky. They've got some good, very good attacking talent there. They've got Dallas, Sobra. Um, Josh Kelly, they've just signed from Maidenhead, so they've they've done really well with some attacking talent. So I know maybe he's not the best all round, but on the, the club he's at the moment is definitely on the up.
2: What I think what we need is what he's going to bring and what he's done at Solihull. He's now taken that step up, right? So he's gone from a conference team with who have got great owners. I think Sam Elliott put it on Facebook that as you said, their attacking talent have not come from massive money. I think the Maidenhead one might have come from some of the Hudlin money. But they've reinvested what and and someone said to me, Well, he did sign Huddling. Don't know if that was Kopy, but do you know what I mean? It but at the end of the day, they got Huddling from nowhere and sold him to Huddersfield for decent money and end up signing a maiden head striker who was top scorer in the conference, I believe. So he does seem to sign players from non-league, lower league. I did put up a thing on our Twitter page, this football life done a uh, I don't know when it was but it was a kind of a podcast that he went on discussing non-league football and recruitment in non-league football because obviously Opta doesn't go into non-league so where did he? Where does he get his stats from and stuff like that and I know he he goes around a lot of the grounds uh, from what I've done researching so he'll he he he'll watch a lot of football he had an analyst at Solly Old Moores just one uh, I think if you go on their website page but I think it's a great appointment to be fair and, and you know I mean? We might, it might come back and bite me and he might be awful, but for what he's done at Solihull and where they are in the conference, it's exactly what we need is someone coming in. And we've said this before, Danny, signing the best players from Dulwich Hamlet to in Do you know what I mean? Getting the Antonio Mikels and all them people in and turning them into stars and making them make us money.
3: Well... <sighs> I don't know anything about the guy. I'm literally just looking through the players that that have been sold by Solihull Moors, and there's very, very few who have done anything of any description at all. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not overly... Um, I don't know much about him. I'm just looking solely on one website, which has basically given me a whole list of players. And out of it, I know in terms of players that have moved on to better clubs is very very few the other concern i guess if you're um when you look at it is the fact that he's been at a lot of clubs just for a season so if you look at he's been at birmingham for, as an intern for a year he was at cheltenham for a year notts county for a year birmingham for a year, Forest. For a year now, whether that is in relation or in connection with managers going, which is could be fair, so we're giving that benefit of the doubt. The solely whole Morse thing, I think, is they're of as George said, they are a club on the up, they have had they did really, really well. I wonder whether that whether Ardley's had a a word with some of the members at the club, he's the manager there, I believe. Um, whether there's been any kind of conversation with that, or I don't know, but to be honest, it's just nice to have it filled. I'm not going to judge him at all. Well, no, we're keeping the other guy until Jamie Johnson. I think it is until the end of January. I guess the proof will be in the pudding, but I don't think this summer's, this year's transfers have been particularly dreadful. Um,
2: so let's see if he can improve on it, George. I, I just want to come. Sorry, George. I just want to come back to your point of why he's been at clubs for a year. He's. I think he's only young. I think he was only. I think he's only twenty four, twenty five. So you think when he was at these clubs, he was just gaining experience as a 20-year-old, probably at university and stuff. He was at Manchester Met Uni 20 to 2022. He did University of Chichester 2014 to 2018. That's when he was working as an intern at Birmingham, first team analyst. He would have been studying at the exact same time as he was doing these jobs. So I think age is the reason why he probably was only at these places for young young time, Dan. Well, no, he's, he's, not, he's not young, young. He ain't going to be 25 because
3: if he's finished his degree and he, he left school at he's been 18, he has be been 21, 24. Be, whole, be, four, four be
2: 30 years. Yeah, yeah but, I mean I odd Yeah, I mean... I'm not but doing... I, I'm just saying that's why I think he might have been at some of these teams for only like internships and stuff like that is because he was studying, and if you're going to pass whatever he was studying, he says uh, master's degree in sports, sports, don't know what, bachelor of science, master of science in sports... I'm guessing he had to go out and do an internship at a club, and he helped yeah. with their equipment. And then he, he's worked his way up. He's been four years at Solihull, as uh, George said, on the up. I'm just giving you what, I, what my reasons in. You know, what I mean, it's in my opinion. I know you don't like that tonight, but that's I all. I think it is. I
4: think you can see that as a positive as well. The fact that he'll see he would have seen so many different clubs, the ins and outs, analysis. You yes. so can pick the best bits out. But I wanted to get back to the point with Danny made. That I know, I know Solihull haven't sold many players at the moment, but they've got a lot lined up. Which is the thing. And I know I know he might not be there for them to leave, but like right now, for example, if you sold saw, saw our academy, you'd be saying we've only sold Rudoni. Really, I know you can see the youngest, but we've only sold Rudoni when you actually look at it from a if you look at it from an outsider's perspective. But then you don't see, you know, Leo Castle Dine, Aiva Jack Curry, the ones who are coming through who haven't we who haven't gone yet. So I think I think Solihal, if you actually watch them or watch the National League or know the National League, have got a lot of young players who are coming through. So maybe he isn't responsible for getting them getting sold, but definitely finding them and developing them, which is what we need because we need to be making better use of South London and the talent that's available and the talent that gets dropped out of academies, pick the best lot, develop them.
2: You make, George, that absolute superb point there, leaving Danny absolutely speechless. I'm, I'm not speechless you, at all. I'm, 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 I'm delighted.
3: On. I'm delighted that George has, has given me the optimism. As I said, I won't be judging him at all. It's just from my perspective if you've had if you've been in five football jobs and none of them have been longer than a year apart from the last one that you've had to say that he's got a fantastic pedigree in my opinion is would would be naive for but me that shows that he
2: he now what? has branched out across the board and has experience now across the levels. Yeah, that we or, want or as...
3: you could, or the other way of looking at it is that he wasn't good enough for the any of the ninety-two football league clubs. <laughs> the other way you could, you could naively put it if you like. Otherwise, but he's done oh, his apprenticeship. Whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, whoa, Danny! Did you just say ninety-two football clubs? You're a fake Wimbledon fan. There should be ninety-one of them. There's there should, there, there should, there You're should, should be. A, a there should fan, be ninety-one. George. Ooh, How sure many are there though? Ticket. There's ninety-two Give a new season ticket.
2: George is going after Danny tonight. He's happy exactly
4: to. He
3: to. It, 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 I, I, look, I'm with you. There should be 91, but there George. are 92. George has pulled out the punches it today. Danny's,
2: Danny's on the ropes. I think it's
3: going to be
0: let's, get,
3: let's give him 100% our support. Let's yeah. see what January and let's see the future. And let's hope that we um, we do well. We, we're all on the same team.
2: you know what I'm like? I go all in straight away. Within, oh, what, within three like, months, man. I'm going to want him out of the job because he's useless. But it's good. George has George generally...
3: Comes across and says that he's got some good, good young players. I'm, I don't know it as well as he does. I've got full faith in what George is saying.
2: I'm. It's about time we had someone intelligent on the podcast. So I'm quite happy. With well, that. someone else intelligent, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on, and when we come back, we'll discuss Grimsby uh, and we'll preview the game on Saturday.
4: The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans. For
2: the fans. Back and we're going to be discussing Grinsby on Saturday. Just a quick one, because we have been waffled. Well, Danny's been waffling on tonight and then being put in his place by George, which has been nice. Uh, poor man's George Jones, I would say. But uh, So we're going to be discussing Grinsby. And uh, yeah, what do you think, boys? What What is the point of the changing the kickoff to 12.30 when we're playing England are playing at 7 o'clock on Sunday? Was that another stupid decision by the club? Was we at some point going to be if playing? we'd come second in the group. Oh, George's, George's wife. Yeah, if, we were,
3: if we'd come second in the group. Oh, would we have been on that day, on the
2: Saturday? We would have done. Effort? If we'd come second in the group. Yeah, but did you see our group? We would never come well, in second. Yeah, in the but group, yeah, but sorry. if we did come second, you, you, and I am looking at you, Finch,
3: and I did say your surname first. You would have been the person have gone, Oh my God! I can't believe they've not done. That. <laughs> yeah, not. Uh, <laughs> to to the manager at the same time planning. as England. The England game against Senegal.
0: Uh. No, but so,
2: it does. It, I, I just don't get why we changed the kickoff. But apparently, Grimsby are bringing nine hundred down for a twelve thirty kickoff on a Saturday. That ain't that's bad. Fantastic. Is it? Yeah, not bad.
3: Who's their manager? Paul Hurst is, is it? Paul, Paul
2: Hurst? Hurst, yeah, the ex-confort manager.
3: Well, he was ex-Grimsby, and he must have gone back. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm I'm optimistic as usual. I don't really know much about where they're in the league or. Or how they, they're um, doing
2: you are they near them? us? They, they are they sixteen. Last
4: weekend, didn't
2: they they're, they've won six, drawn six, lost six. Two uh, oh, okay. plus two goal difference. I so they are the the
4: the
3: absolute epitome of inconsistency.
2: Yeah and they're playing against us. So I yeah I am struggling with this we need to kind of get back on form and stuff and we need to show a lot more than we did last Saturday against Chesterfield. Uh, hopefully them tr- Traveling down early is going to affect them because it can do, and or well, they're probably staying overnight. But do you know what I mean. But uh, I, I think a one 0 win Wimbledon. Uh, Harry Pell scoring the goal. George Jones, uh, sorry, George Brown. Sorry, guys <laughs> can
4: um, I I'm a little bit less optimistic. I think we're going to lose two one. What? Oh <laughs> no!
2: They haven't won no. in five.
4: Yeah, no. They won. They won last weekend. No, drawn, lost, it's lost, it's lost, beat drawn. Cambridge last weekend. Oh, yes, in the in FA in cup. The cup. In the FA Cup. Yeah, uh, I, 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 the I, last five
3: league games. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Well, we're we're a charity for teams that are not not doing well, aren't we? We're, historically, I um I think we're gonna I, I think we're gonna start to see our style of play unravel, and I think teams are gonna come to Plough Lane. I think we're gonna be a better better team away, and I think actually, do you know what, I won't be that negative. I'll say one one, and I'll say I'll change my tune. I'll go one one, and I'll say a goal from Jack Curry.
3: Well, if you if you want to be the positive side of it. We're five unbeaten on the on my latest football app. We're five league games unbeaten. And I think we're going to carry that on. I don't I don't think Grimsby are going to impact us. I do think it is a particularly big game because I think this win the game is going to be quite tricky. I think Stevenage is going to be quite tricky as well. So I feel that we've really got to make sure that we've made we don't make this blip even bigger. So I'm going to say we're going to win 2-0.
4: Does um for
2: you lads does
4: Gunter come back in? No, oh, no, back from the World Cup. Biller, he I
2: hasn't Billa- even. Been, <clears throat> if Gunter had been playing, then maybe, but he hasn't even played a minute in the World Cup. So he's just been training with some of the worst footballers that I've seen in this tournament. So what about centre midfield then? Because
3: obviously, I think Biller plays right back. I think we go Cannonby, Towler, Curry. I think that's pretty sorted. That middle is this the game where you give Magoma a rest?
2: No, you play Paris and Woodyard again, and just say go out there and do what you can do. You Woodyard, don't play Marsh. Woodyard was awful against Chesfield, and people know I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm actually I'll give him a little bit of respect. He's been better since, and we've been better since he's come in. I think he has to play to try and get back. Do you know what I mean? It was a bad game last week. Go to the boys, look, go and do something. Do you know what I mean? Asal needs to do something. He was marked out of the game last week. That I think you played the same team. As you ended well. You started with a Chesterfield.
4: I think his attitude was the thing that pissed me off the most. He came off the bench. He didn't shake JJ's hand or Skiverton's hand, and then so maybe he gets dropped for attitude reasons. Who are you um, bringing in though? Probably actually Alfie Bendel I think he could do a job for sixty minutes. I wouldn't play ninety because um, I think George Marsh has been my disappointment of the season. Um, yes. So for me, I thought he was one of my best players last year, and he's just lost that form. Um, but I would really like to see NYC on the bench. That would be my Christmas, early Christmas present, but not sure it's happening because the club have gone quiet on that front. That's just,
2: unlike... That's unlike... Endor's
3: not ready. He needs to go out on loan. Bless him. I, I think he's going to be amazing, And but I feel like him starting... I've, I've not seen anything of him in the game to feel like, right, you're absolutely ready. I think we're a season short of him, and I think that us holding on to him is frankly, the, is a little bit of a nightmare for him because I think he needs to play. I think it's a direct problem of ours that we haven't got enough players, we haven't put enough money into the squad and I would be definitely looking to get at least another centre midfielder in the, in the, in the house and send him out on loan as soon as I possibly could.
2: I totally agree. I, I, I love Val Bender and I think he will be a big player for us. I don't get where all these people are coming from where they've not really seen him play. Do you know what I mean? People are going mad about him and saying he should be starting games and stuff when they've, they've seen five minutes here and there and he made one challenge. Do you know what I mean? I don't know where they're judging on the fact that he should be starting games over Woodyard, Pell, McParis. I, th- I just don't understand him. And the problem is, as we said, and George was perfectly spot on earlier, our strength in depth begin with regarding bringing Robinson back. You look at our bench and think, well, who can really come in and start? Marsh, again, I totally agree with George. has been very disappointing. Uh, you wouldn't drop Pell back one and put no. senior
3: right
4: winger, Sal nah. left, Davison up
2: Senior's Cena, got to go. I'd get rid of senior now. Even Pell, though we're short in depth, I'd get rid of senior now. He's awful.
4: I'm bullish on Pell. I think you know, he's, he either plays in a 10 role or he doesn't play. He he doesn't have the discipline to play in the deep central midfield role. I think I really like him in a 10 and I think it gives him a freedom. But I just think if we played him and Woodyard, I think we'd be too exposed at to the back and that would leave people like Callum Bay very unprotected and
0: no. Over
3: over, someone like Magoma playing in that role? Because he doesn't protect, does he really? Uh,
4: no, uh, I, I think it's hard. He's more Paris
3: disciplined, think, though. He have... will sit when he... But
4: I think that playing it's a Woodyard, his role's sort of gone, because he's not... Paris needs to turn to an eight. You know, if... a Frank Lampard, a Steven Gerrard, and he doesn't quite give... He doesn't have that drive yet.
2: which needs... The only way Paris could be dropped is if Pierce is back 100% fit, and then you put Pierce and Calambay at the back, and then you move... Uh, Tao and Wood, uh, Woodyard into that
3: would our team be know. better
2: bringing bringing Pierce so basically
3: who would be better Pierce in our team or um, Paris. Paris which
2: one I'd say I'd say Pierce because then you're moving Taylor into a very strong defensive midfield role with Woodyard leaving Pell in the number 10 role you've then got Chislet and Assal behind Davison I I, I, I he's a decent centre back as long as he don't start playing like we did at the start of the season where we try trying to play football. If we play like we're doing now and he did at Millwall, I think he's going to be a decent centre back for us. I
4: think if Will was fit, that would be ideal. You can move Will into the back line. And then I, I I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Will, Will and Piquet as a two in League One, but I think League Two they do right. I think Will's done well this season. I think from what I've seen, he's done very well. And then I think Riley Towler is I know it's controversial. I think he's probably I'll be maybe the best midfielder at the club. His ball playing ability is unbelievable. His long balls every time and he, and i've seen him in midfield for about 15 20 minutes combined but he's looked the best player picks up second balls and i think the sooner we can move riley Taller into midfield the better
2: for the club and that's that's why the only hope we've got at the moment is piers coming back and being fully fit but we don't know if that's going to be the case right let's wrap it up well done boys uh thanks very much for joining us george it's been a pleasure talking to you danny it's been
4: okay
3: and it's been an adequate podcast thank you for being
4: I'll such a you
3: average host I'll
4: see you two at the Ryder Cup in Rome
2: <laughs> not if I see you first <laughs> right off we go come on you duns Wombles
4: thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles had a dream podcast follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at the Wombles had a dream get involved by the fans for
1: the fans the TalkSport fan network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year